When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know, Jordan is taking his game to a new level. I mean, it's, it, it, you know, progressions, timing, reads, accuracy. I mean, you know, he is, he has been, he's been, I mean, it's. No bell. Can you call up that flea flicker? Can we please run the flea flicker? Reverse. Flea flicker opportunity. Downfield. And a touchdown, Pokey Wilson. So Ramos, who was a non-scholarship player last year, that is blocked. Jared Burse, the guy everybody wanted, and he said, I'm going to Florida State. He comes up big again. Third down and three. Is LSU coming or backing off? They're coming. And he launches it. Flag is down as Pokey Wilson comes up with that. My oh It's just one of those crazy things that always fumble. Fumble here down at the goal line. Is there a chance LSU has come up with it as Ward fumbled the ball? LSU says they have it. LSU does! Oh no! We suck again! Daniels taking time, remember, no timeouts. Here is the freshman inside the five. One second remains. The runner was down, inbounds for a first down. By rule, the clock will stop. LSU will have time for one play. Let's decide it. Right here in New Orleans, Jaden Daniels to the end zone, got it, Jerome Jenkins, my oh my, what a night in New Orleans. To send us to overtime. Staff spot, what? Good afternoon and 
Welcome, everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Happy Balls Wednesday. Hope this finds you doing well. That will provide a pep in the step. Good job to you, Lizzie. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Director Matthew here. In a way, always it's a good thing. On Twitter, it's at J. Cameron Show. And we are underway. So it's a little trickier. It's a little trickier uh, with the setup these days uh, with the way that we have to do things as far as montages and music used in montages and what we can and can't have for the YouTube crowd because obviously for the radio crowd, right from the get-go, you can hear all that stuff. But uh, YouTube will block us. They'll yank our videos. uh, They'll prohibit us from benefiting in any way um, (laughs) if we use songs. So that's why we had to kind of do it a different way. You'll always have a link to those things when we get started so that you have an opportunity uh, to listen in. Uh, that was fun, and it's it's interesting because listening to the uh, to the block again, Tom, you get chills all over again. You get nervous all over again with the fumble. Yeah. Because, it, I mean, Greg and Joe in the booth were thinking it was over. Oh, it's a yeah. strange thing about my, Oh, my God, he fumbled. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's it, <laughs> I said those exact words uh, in the press box. Oh, my God, he fumbled. I can't believe it. That's I, I had to say it calm. I couldn't yell it. I had to. I had to. Oh my God, he fumbled. Yeah, that was it. That was sort. Of, and you know, I'm quick draw McGraw on a fumble. Nobody sees a fumble quicker than this guy. Now that one was out in the open, but I'll see him, and it could be down in the dark, and I see a. Oh, that ball's out. <laughs> I know it's out. I see it. For whatever, we're all attuned to things in this world. I'm attuned to fumbles. You see the body language and the way a helmet jerks in fear, right? Yeah. When a player's like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's something about that. There's yeah. something where you're like, oh, that's the sign. There it is. The ball's out. This is not good. Yeah, because it is instantaneous. Um, now, it's so much fun to go back through those nerve-wracking moments and listen, knowing the outcome. Uh, once again, Jeff Colhane did a great job on that call. Um, it is rare that there's a simultaneous good call. Tess did a good job. Now, Tess loves those moments. He's that outlandish in the middle of the first quarter of a tie game. But he, if, if you need a guy late for something big, he's good at it. Colhane crushed it. That was great. Well, the thing about montages, too, is they're only as good as the people that call the game. Because if it's you've important. got a jerk who doesn't care... Musburger was half asleep in the national championship yes, game. The KB catch. We had to go to Tarico for it. Yeah, and who and was great. Who was great. But if you recall, there's another LSU montage we put together a few years back with the Super Regional. And the guy who called it, the Reese Albert at bat, that was yeah. 15 pitches, 20, whatever it yeah. was. And then he hits the home run and he goes, and he's done it. He's tied the game. Sir, I mean, that's a big moment. I'm going to need you to Joe rise will always, to the occasion. Joe will always. He'll create an occasion to rise to. So we start the show with slightly bad news, but it's news that I can tell you we all knew. So a lot of people found it out today, uh, those at the on the beat and who had been paying attention at, at practice and you know knew after the game. Bless Harris was always going to be out. We were just not allowed to talk about it. We were not. Now, I suppose there was some ambiguity as to whether or not he'd be gone for the remainder of the season, but we knew the nature of the injury and assumed that he was not going to be available for the rest of the season. So today, it just becomes official. And I do think it's worth talking about because 
the greatest compliment I can give Florida State right now after that win and after some of this has settled a little bit um, where you're able to take a step back and rewatched the game in full, but I've also rewatched certain aspects of the game that I wanted to get a better look at. The, the greatest compliment I can give them is that I want to see more. I want to see more of this offense. I'm excited about the offense. I'm excited about where this is going to go. Now, we, we said things to that extent in our short pod on the drive back, and we talked about what seemed sustainable moving forward. A couple of things from that game seemed very sustainable. Primarily, if you're healthy up front on defense, they're going to be a bear against the run. They're going to cause a lot of problems for people in the run game. And that, in turn, is going to make teams one-dimensional and thus makes them a little bit easier to defend. There are other aspects that I want to see improve. But we like the starters for the front four on defense. In the interior, we said it was going to be the strength of the team. There were moments in this game where Cooper and Lovett dominated the line of scrimmage. Just absolutely grown-ass men behavior in the interior, just throwing guys around and making it impossible to run between the tackles. I think that's sustainable. Thankfully, Fabian Lovett's healthy. A lot of people have asked that over the last 48 hours. He's fine. Yeah, and Mike has said uh, it might be a short-term you know, thing for him because Mike uh, what, couched it today saying that when he gets back on the field, he'll get ready to roll quickly, but that you know they're managing it at the moment. So Mike didn't go as far as, as that uh, the, maybe the social media post did. He said uh, he's fine. Mike is still being a little bit cautious, but he said once he begins to practice, it'll be like the other guys, like Maurice, like Cam McDonald and others, and it'll be full steam ahead. Yeah, and there's no reason for him to practice this week. So there's none, no reason whatsoever. We don't have a game. So you just go chill your ass out and get, get feeling better and go through the physical therapy and the stuff that you got to go through to make sure you get right. Uh, football seasons uh, are difficult, and uh, they, they wear on folks, and so it's, it's not surprising. The other thing that I think is sustainable is a lot of the concepts, a lot of the things they're doing on offense, and again, I want to sing the praises of one Jordan Travis because his ability to handle a lot more of this playbook and to do so with incredible amounts of poise, to attack the middle of the field, to throw the ball accurately uh, a couple times into tight windows in ways he didn't do much of last year, um, you know, understanding uh, when to get out of there and, and create moments and create time and create space, but also always keeping his eyes downfield, just did a great job of being – uh, in the moment and understanding what he was seeing and understanding, of course, what you can do off of that. So he always had an answer. There were only a couple times where I think he got taken aback. And again, here's the situation. Other teams on scholarship too. There are going to be times that happens. That's okay. But Jordan was absolutely poised and in control. So I think this is all sustainable stuff. Um, that is, that's the biggest thing. Um, I was I was blown away uh, by his progress. I've said it three, four, five times since the game ended. I said it during the game while we were in the press box. Here we go. And I was really happy for Jordan because he, there's never been a question of work ethic. There's never been a question of want to. There's never been a question of whether or not he was putting in the requisite time. So that that's that's you root for guys like that. You do. Selfishly, you want it because you want to win games and you need to have a quarterback that can do that. But but just removing yourself from it for a moment, you just root for guys that, that bust their ass and care. That's as simple as that. We all do that in our own workplace. So, I mean, that's, that's, that was always a given. 
good to see it rewarded. Yeah, not to sound cliche, but there were some throws he made that were dropped that you just go, wow, you have that throw in your arsenal? That's okay. That's going to play. Then there are some decisions he made to throw the ball away or into a uh, Johnny Wilson's the only guy who can go get it type thing or a type choice where you say, oh, all right, so if nothing's there, you're not going to panic and then hold and hold and run around and then take a terrible sack. Things like that. There were four throwaways that I counted so far. I've watched the, the first half in detail. Four throwaways were and, and deep balls that nobody's going to catch. So they're essentially a throwaway where you say, okay, he recognizes that mm-hmm. nothing is there. Flush it and go. That is poise as well. It's not just about keeping your eyes down the field when you break the pocket on third down or first and 15, you make a throw instead of running for 10 yards, you throw for 20. Like, those are all great things. But how about also after the snap, oh, no, we're screwed here. This is not going to work. Let's get yeah. rid of the ball. Well, That's poise. Watch NFL quarterbacks uh, give up the good ones on a play they recognized is doomed from the start. Uh, you know, th- again, you're talking about when you're playing at high levels against really good coaches and really good teams, and we will play several games against good teams and good coaches, There, sometimes you lose. Sometimes you lose the play. It happens. Well, they guessed right. Okay, this one's doomed. Don't make a mess of it. Take whatever's there and get the hell out of Dodge and live to fight the next play. So, you know, it's 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 fun to to watch a guy mature. It's fun to watch a, a quarterback get it, to have the light bulb go off, to know I can count on that. Listen, they're not going to have too many situations where the front is much better than LSU's, maybe against Clemson. But there aren't going to be too many moments where you go, oh, this front is, is going to be a bigger problem than LSU. No, not too many. Louisville's front won't be that way, and I got to tell you, you can go through the the lineups here. There aren't too many fronts where I'm going to say this is a group that is is probably going to win at the line of scrimmage. Well, and how many more teams are going to throw multiple looks at us the way that LSU did? I mean, that was it wasn't just about there's four down linemen and come get you some. It was all multiples. Sometimes there were two guys that were down. Sometimes they showed six or seven at the line of scrimmage. Sometimes there was a late safety blitz. Correct. All of the kitchen sink that they threw at him. Everything. And he, I mean, that's great film moving forward because you've seen a lot of tricks now. And it's not just about how strong are you versus Clemson's mm-hmm. defensive front. It's, well, uh, you know, a team that's less talented is going to throw some weird stuff at you. It's nice to know that we can react to that and we can make plays off of that. Circling back to the offensive line where Jazz started at right tackle in place of Bless Harris, which again we knew would happen. I was interested to see what kind of maneuvering they were capable of. We didn't know the the status at the time of Darius Washington. Um, Darius Washington was seen dressed, ready to go. They kept him out. I think this we're not done here. We're not done shuffling the offensive line. Darius Washington can play tackle. Um, They like Jazz more as a guard. I do too. Uh, it will be interesting to see what they decide as they move forward. I thought it was the choice of words from Coach Norvell um, as he complimented Jazz, but also said, um, I thought he did a solid job. Solid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Solid's not great. Solid's not, yeah, phenomenal. Solid's right, not, yeah. Right. Solid, solid is solid. Uh, I agree with him. I think he did a solid job given the circumstances. I don't know that he'll ever do more than a solid job. That's not a knock. It's fine. He's a transfer player. He's there to provide depth. You're having to start him. You didn't plan on it. It's better than we've been dealing with in past years. Most anybody else that we've had to insert into the offensive line due to injury was not going to do a solid job. They were going to be somebody that you had to scheme around. They were going to be a body. 
There were going to be somebody that had to start because somebody has to. But it wasn't ever going to be that they were a plus player. Not in the last three years it wasn't. As soon as somebody came in, you went, that's a, that's a hole that will get uh, exposed as soon as that defensive coordinator recognizes he can't play. And so, you know, because they're not at our practices. So you always are counting it down when you see it. How long till he figures out that we, that guy, kid can't play? You know, and, and, and it's funny because sometimes it takes longer than you expect. You're like, he still doesn't know. The secret's not out yet. But sometimes it's two plays. You're like, oh, he knows. He knows he can't play. Son of a, you know. At least now you put a guy out there like, well, maybe, maybe. Maybe he's pretty solid. Maybe he's going to hold his own, buddy. Maybe he's going to win. That is where the depth changes everything about what Florida State can be. Those two factors, Jordan Travis, maturation, poise and accuracy, especially in the middle of the field, all of that changes who you can be. Married with a competent offensive line changes who you can be. And so I woke up today, quite literally, not for the purposes of the show, that's not anecd- I did quite literally wake up today while fixing the coffee, I'll have you know, Tom, very early in the morning, and I thought, oh, man, kind of wish we were playing this weekend. I'm excited to watch this offense. Yeah. Now, the, the rational side of me said, no, nah, it's good we're not playing. Everybody needs a break. You, me, the players, everybody needs a little break. Let's get healthy. Let's get our minds right. Let's get ready to tackle the next. On to the next, as they say. But this is nice to have a week off, lick your wounds a little bit, figure some things out, and move forward. But just to, to I haven't I haven't said that in a while. I haven't said that I was eager to see Florida State play against a real team in a while. And what I mean by that is I love my squad. We all love our school, we love our squad. But when they're bad, or you don't know what you're gonna get any given week, and what you're gonna get at best is slightly below average, you kind of go into every Saturday holding your breath. Kind of go into every Saturday just hoping against hope. Maybe they figured something out. Maybe they've seen something that they can expose that will overcome this weakness or that weakness. That's a different way to enter into a game weekend. That is not anticipatory in a way that you like. That is not something that you know buoys you as you wake up in the morning and says, all right, it's game day. I feel like right now there's a bunch of Florida State fans that are saying when Saturday rolls around, not this Saturday because we're not playing, but when Saturday or Friday rolls around for the next game, we're going to go, all right, it's game day. And you're going to mean it because you're going to want to see what these kids can do. You're going to want to watch this coaching staff continue to grow. You're going to want to watch these players continue to grow, to add to the arsenal, to get better in areas of weakness and stronger in areas of strength, to – I think, further their, their, their expertise, if you will. That's exciting. We haven't had it around here in a long time, man. There wasn't a single game in 2013 once we recognized right after that pit game what we had. Yeah, about two-third downs into that pit game. That's correct. Yeah. Sitting there next to my dad on the 50 at that pit game going, my goodness gracious, would you look at here. There wasn't another time in his two years here that I didn't want to see us play. I couldn't wait. Couldn't wait. Let's get it on. Sometimes I I found downright sad for the other team that we were about to play. Now, that's a place you want to get to where you start feeling bad for other teams. Where you're like, well, these poor bastards. This is going to be a tough one. 
Buckle up, boys. The ass kicking's coming. That would be nice, but we're just, it's baby steps. Let's just take those steps. Here we go. Yeah, there's one question I can ask that gets me giddy, and that's how many games are we going to run the ball that average or below average for the rest of the season? Next 10. How many times are we going to look that average on the ground? Running the ball? Yeah. Okay, Clemson, and I think probably to some extent um, NC State certainly on the road. I don't think we'll run the ball very well. Well, right, maybe, but I, I don't think we'll run the ball exceptionally well against them. Um, you got to struggle to find three. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I maybe mean, Florida. Maybe Florida at the end of the year they got some dudes. Could be, but we develop. I mean, we get better as time goes on, especially yeah. on that offensive line with Atkins, and we usually generate explosive runs too. There weren't any this time, although I would argue that there's an end around to Micah Pittman that might have been a house call. Yeah, during the course of this couple game. of misses, couple of misses. Yeah, a couple uh, of misreads, couple of misreads, couple of things like that. Hey, look. It's, it's but how many times yeah. out of the next ten are you going to run a lot better than we ran on Sunday? Almost seven, seven out of ten. Come on now, yeah. If you can run like that, like we like we expected well, to, let me, let me and then you've you. got Jordan to add to it, the passing Jordan. I mean that that's a nightmare of an offense to stop. Well, remember this, and we'll, actually, I, I want to bring this up here in a second. Let's take a quick break because we're twenty four in now. It's Jeff Cameron Show ninety three three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show brought to you by orange theory fitness two tallahassee locations midtown on thomasville road and north side in the village common shopping center online at orangetheoryfitness.com And now, just like that, it's about to be Thursday, and we get the kickoff of the NFL season. Touching that in a little bit, but uh, Rams-Bills is a hell of a way to get things started, and uh, I'm excited about that game. I've just got to create room. Tom, i got to create room. It's like dessert at a place where you know they have a really, really good selection. You're full from the main course. But you don't come here that often. You'll have a select amount of time that you're with these fine people that you're dining with and you're at this particular place. So you got to say yes when they come around and ask if you want dessert. But you have no more room. You have no more room. What am I going to do? Please, no, please. Oh, my goodness. No, I can't. What am I going to do? Oh, my goodness. That's why it's the heavy season. And you got to make room for the NFL now that, you know, we're underway with college and it's. It's all around you all the time, and there seems to be a show or a thing we got to do or something we're looking forward to watching or a game to preview or something of that ilk all the time. But yet, now we get to welcome in uh, the uh, NFL. Z-Chan, thank you so much. 
no, I've never been scolded for being late to a press conference. And if I were late to a press conference and got scolded by the coach, I doubt my retort would be maybe if you'd win, I'd be on time. That is a frosty relationship early in the process that uh, Brian Kelly has with the assembled media there. I got to believe that that is, um, I don't quite know what to think of that. Uh, On the one hand, it's funny to laugh at Brian Kelly. We all do all the time, and it's great to see him in that predicament and have to deal with that. But on the other hand, no reporter, no real reporter would do that. There's no, I I mean, there's no cause for that. Um, that, he would have to be there for years and be cruel for years for that to make sense. You'd have to be at a place where the guy had been unprofessional to you for, yes, yeah. for a long period of it's time. It's less than a year, and really he's allowed people into more practices than he let Notre Dame media into, so I think he was trying to extend the olive branch. Not that I will ever defend Brian Kelly to the hilt, it's just that's a very strange time. Quick trigger. No, I think there's something else we don't know that's about. That's quick to punch person. Well, it's absurd. And again... It's funny for us to laugh at. I'm glad I'm not involved with whatever is going on there, that situation. I, There has to be a backstory that we don't know, it seems to me. Because you wouldn't air it there, too. If you were really angry about a whatever you were perceived in, in terms of a, sc- a scolding, you, you'd pull them aside after the press conference and be like, let's have a conversation like men. I mean, I, I, I will tell you, and you've seen it, Coaches have had those kinds of stern back and forth with reporters. Sure. Over the years, I've been on the other end and I've fired back, and everybody's had that before, but it's not in front of the camera or on the mic. Right. Except if it was Brent Callistead. Poor old Brent and Jimbo. Uh, he was the best. Callistead is, still is hilarious. Yes, he is. Um, but even Callistead, it was. Somebody breaks into your house, Brent. What are you going to do? Shoot him. Well, in Florida, <laughs> you could shoot him. But you know huh? what? That wasn't even. Uh, that wasn't even adversarial. He picked on him because he's he was tired of him. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I don't think there was. You know what I mean? I don't think sure. this was. It was this guy was like, <laughs> um, <laughs> he's like maybe if you'd win. Well, I mean, Kelly's done a lot of winning. <laughs> it's one game. That's a weird. That's what I mean. It's Did one he game. follow him? Right. From, so yeah, it's just right. a weird. That's just a strange deal. All right, so. We were just talking about, you know, being anticipatory and getting excited, things that we're excited about, things that we're looking forward to as the season rolls on and uh, things that we, we expect to see. And um, I was I was thinking a lot about, uh, again, you when you rewatch the game, and I know you have, There's if you were to sit down, you know how before you have a very big decision to make and there doesn't seem to be a right answer? Um, you have to do something. You have to make a decision on something that's very important in your life. Maybe it's you and your wife have to make a decision. Something could be anything. And I remember as a little kid, my granddad would say, sit down, put pen to paper, and write out the pros and cons. Write them out. There's something to it. It's almost like paying cash for something. You have to actually part with something, right? Write it out. And you, you draw a line down the paper, and you would write down all of the pros. And then you would write down all of the cons or vice versa, however you wanted to do it first. Well, when you go back and watch our game, if you take a pro-con list of that game, you're going to write a lot in both columns. You're going to write a ton in both columns. Now, what you choose to focus on kind of decides whether or not you're an optimistic guy or not. 
what you choose to hyper-focus on and concentrate your conversation around helps you decide if you're a glasses-half-full, half-empty guy, right? Now, in the past, if you did that, the, the columns weren't long. They were long on one side, and they were very small on the pro side. So it's great to be able to write out all these pros now to go along with the cons. And I keep reiterating this because the cons you can fix in a lot of these things. Now, they don't have perfect personnel. This isn't a Georgia or Alabama situation where you're like, well, the remedy is to take that five-star player who's not ready for prime time and sit him for this five-star player to see if he's ready for prime time. And if not, you could just move this five-star player over to his spot because I think he could play it. He did in high school. Let's see if he can remedy that problem. We're not in that situation. So there, there are some personnel things that you're not going to get past. But there are a lot of answers to the cons, a lot of things that I think can be resolved, a lot of things where I say, okay, this wasn't great on Sunday night. I don't like this. I wish this hadn't happened. This causes me to have some concern moving forward about this, this, or this. But I feel like there are a lot of answers, and there are a lot of things that you can remedy, and a lot of things that you can disguise, and a lot of things that are going to hold up in the pros. They're all going to hold up over here on this left side, and you can do a lot of good over here on this right side to mitigate that list, to shorten that list. That's exciting to me. I also haven't been able to do that the last three years. Yeah, for me, I'd say if you looked at the columns, the, the pros list is much longer than the cons list. It's just there are some cons that you put in bold because you're saying that's, that's kind of critical. That can't happen. But there are things in the pros upon rewatch that I said to myself, oh, I didn't realize this. For example, the game plan that Adam Fuller rolled out defensively, his ballsy, man. I mean, they're leaving dudes on islands throughout the first half. So their scout said, here we go. Well, their scout. Can you cover them? Now, we're going to disguise some blitzes and pressures that we bring, but there are more islands than there are not in coverage against those receivers, yes. which I find very interesting. Because he bet on the pass rush. He bet on the front four winning. To a degree, but he then also, also bet against Preston, uh, Jaden Daniels throwing the ball decently. Yeah. I mean, he, th he he bet on him just missing some throws, which he did. He did, but it's still we talked about. Man, you've got to commit two sets of eyes to this guy. You got to make sure you're double teaming over well, here I on thought, the other end. But he also had a two high safety look the whole game. Not no, not often. Oh, no, there's that's one not high. True. There's a lot of one high in this game. Both those safeties are in a help position a ton. There's a lot of extra pressure. I'm, there, I, I, I was surprised. There's a lot of five-man stuff that you're seeing, and I'm like, wow. Well, that I'll tell is... you what I do want to see, though, and I think this is where we get in trouble. We need the All-22. Correct. They, 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 they would walk up a look and drop them. They did a lot of stuff where the safeties were in position to help, and that was smart. I would do that. I would do it <laughs> I mean, over and over again. Now, in obvious situations where you could bring pressure, we had a corner blitz they walked down more yep. than once. I know you saw uh, that. The first play of the game, that was, I mean, Omari would have gotten home if there was another 10 seconds. But I agree. Yeah. I, that rarely works for us, by the way. Correct. Uh, now, the one pressure that did get home was Jamie, but you got to finish the play. That's the one that Briggs cleaned up, mm -hmm. Briggs and Deloach. Mm -hmm. Deloach was a man. I mean, in the first half, too, there's a play. So I, I saw it make the rounds on social media yesterday. It's a tackle for loss. On first down, it's yeah. a perimeter tackle, which um, it's Deloach blows it up, and then Bethune cleans it up. But the best part of that play, and this is something that goes right in the pros list, I mean, it's huge, is they do shifting pre-snap, 
and you have two linebackers communicating, Deloach and Bethune. They're both on the same page. They're communicating at the same time, saying, do you see this? Yes, I see this. All right, I'm handling. right, we're changing responsibilities. When have you seen two linebackers here at Florida State well, a while. before the snap with motion say, what are you going to do? Here's what I'm going to do. Love it. Let's go. Let's roll with it. And then they blow up the play. One doesn't get credit for the tackle, but he actually makes the play, Deloach, and then Bethune cleans it up, gets the glory, but they're both so happy with each other because of that type of communication. Those are the things that I say, that's a pro. That's going to make it week to week. You can get you can clean up some of the other stuff. Like Bethune got out of a gap on a third and short. Like there are little things that you can clean up, but that kind of communication, that's brand new. And that's a beautiful thing to see. Not brand new though for you and me to see in practice. They did it every day and yeah. we were eager to see it in a game. One of our talking points, even in the write up, by the way, about camp that we did, where we talked about the things that we learned, things we still didn't know, all that, was how communicative several of the defenders are, including Tatum Bethune, yep. but Jamie Robinson is very communicative. They've got guys who have taken ownership of the defense. Now, I think that that defense will have question marks throughout the course of the year. We're not going to be able to answer everything this year in terms of personnel. We're still in need of infusions of talent there. But they have a chance certainly to, to be much better. If you think about what they were the first four games last year and what they are right now, they're already a lot better. That's true. And you know, I got it's interesting. We got an email uh from from a from a listener. Uh the the I'll get to it and read it because I actually think it's important to to point out appreciate uh that this person emailed, took the time to do so and and asked a question regarding um Florida State's growth. And um and I until I find the email, I'm not going to go down that road. But he's just talking about the natural progression of things. And a lot of fans have been wondering you know, what that looks like, and they've quoted Bobby Bowden from back in the day, losing big, then losing small, winning small, then winning big. And if that's, you know, your natural progression, then Florida State is right on pace here to, to continue to do that. Could have won big in this one. Could have but... won big in this one is right. And I think there are going to be some games where they do win big. And to say that out loud, holy moly. I mean, that in and of itself is different. You and I would not have predicted in a singular game that uh, Florida State would win big anytime soon. But there it is. Um, and that's why, for me, the pros list is longer because if you look at – I think there are a lot of times in our last few seasons where we're playing a close game and either we win it or we lose it, but the circumstances by which that game is close more resembles what LSU did this weekend where you get an opportunity and you mm. jump on it. Uh, the North Carolina game that we won at home is one of those examples. The uh, Josh Kando pick six game and then the drop passes at the end you know we got out to a huge lead and stunned them and then held on for dear life who actually controlled more things in the flow of the football game i could argue that north carolina did but i didn't care and we all didn't care in that moment we just needed to win badly mm -hmm. this is the opposite of that this is we controlled the flow of the game and oh, that's we, why allowed... we were all sitting around with what was we were about to be on the verge of a lot of righteous indignation yes what the hell are you doing how did you fail our kids here? We've dominated right. this game. We would have been furious. But that substance, that substantive win mm -hmm. just hasn't been around, especially against that kind of competition. So that's why, for me, the pros list is just, all right, guys, now just clean up a few stupid things and look at what you can do. John was the one who sent the email. He's the fine man that brought us the Panamanian coffee uh, before the Duquesne game. Oh, that was very nice of him. Very, very nice. He writes, Jeff and Tom... 
What a win in New Orleans. Much of the media talk is about how poorly LSU performed. Not too much regarding how well FSU played and really dominated the game. Well, I, I, John, maybe that's nationally. Uh, but I, I think that's partly because Florida State's been down for so long. The expectation was that LSU in New Orleans, favored, more recently dominant, would win the game. So maybe we flipped the narrative. And that's why the conversation centered around what they didn't do. But around these parts, we've talked a lot about how much Florida State dominated the game. He goes on to say, uh, like you mentioned post game, I questioned two Mike Norvell coaching decisions regarding not taking the field goal in the second quarter, then pitching it there near the goal line fumbling. Either way, the best team won. One thing I don't hear much about is the FSU defense shutting down Keyshawn Booty. I'm not sure exactly how they did it, who it was that was blanketing him, but I suspect Jamie Robinson and Akeem Dent had something to do with it. Could you expound on that and perhaps throw the responsible players there due praise? Um, well, actually, Renardo Green played a big part in, in shutting down uh, LSU's receivers. I thought that he was the more effective of the corners. Uh, let's put it that way. And then I would also say the front four gets a lot of credit yep. for the receivers for LSU struggling because Jaden Daniels was harassed a lot. And his go-to in that situation is to always run. And this is where Jordan showed real growth above and beyond his counterpart. Daniels looked to flee the second anything went south. In fact, he may have been instructed to. He may have been told, you're a one-read guy, take off when it's not there. Whereas Jordan was given far more responsibility going into this season. He was told... We're getting you help. We're going to bring in some receivers. We're going to bring in some offensive linemen. Trust us. It's better. Hang in there and throw the football. And Oh, by the way, if you got to buy time, it ought not be just to run. Keep your eyes downfield and make plays, Jordan. That's the next step in your progression. Our question going into the game was could he? Would he? Because when you've built a habit of taking off and you have elite ability to run, as both Jordan Travis and Jaden Daniels do, it's easy to fall back on a skill set that you've been rewarded for time and again. Most of us gravitate to what we're good at, very rarely challenging ourselves to do things that we either stink at or have had very little success doing. So that's why I continue to praise Jordan Travis. He's got elite running ability, and yet he said, I'm committing myself to becoming a quarterback, a real quarterback. And the two were starkly contrasted on a Sunday night, and it's one of the many reasons Florida State won the game. It's the chief reason Florida State won the game. Jordan Travis made plays with his arm. And part of the reason I'd say that uh, Boutte, Boutte got stopped, there's a combination of factors. One, we played up and we played physical on the receivers, which I don't think they expected. I know I didn't certainly expect as consistently as we did that. The front four, uh, yes, that's part of it because it, it shortens the time for these oh, routes to absolutely. develop. But these things weren't open early, which is what I was proud of. You know what you're what you're banking on is that you can stay with them for a tick or two, then the pressure kicks in, and before they break open, that's when the eye level drops and, and you're going to win. But also morale. I think morale had a big part to do with this. I don't know what the reason is. Maybe Nussmeyer was the better quarterback in camp, but they knew they couldn't block it up, and so therefore Daniels was named the quarterback. But whatever the reason, all it took was a. Of air, and it seemed like Keyshawn, Keyshawn, and others in that receiving core were done. They were just over. Well, I think you're you're hitting on a key point. 
we we continue need to, to stress, and, and I'm going to be happy we get to move forward with this, but it's all right to linger in a win on a bye week. This, again, to me, reeks of the dysfunction that we felt in Norvell's first year on the heels of two coaches leaving in three years. Well, one being fired and the other one choosing to leave, basically being fired as well. But when you are a, a guy that is now the third coach, third voice, more importantly, for these players, third voice with a different vision laid out before them and a different plan and expectation and discipline laid out before them, when you're the third guy to do that in four years, some guys are going to say to hell with this. They're going to look you in the eye in that interview room and they're going to say, I'm with you, coach. And all they're thinking about is either transferring because this is a blank show and this is not what I was promised when I committed to Florida State by two coaches ago in our case or by Edo in their case, right? And or, look, man, you brought in and you just nailed it. You brought in a quarterback that can't play. I'm trying to get to the league. Can't play for me, as in he can't benefit if me. If you're a receiver right. and your quarterback's yes. best attribute is running with the football, right. you've got a problem. Yep. And they are NFL talents at wide receiver for LSU. There are three guys from that team that are going to play in the league at wide receiver. If every day you're at practice and Kelly is the newest voice and he's trying to see what's going to work for his team, and the first thing he sees is that, man, I'm not sure about this offensive line. So maybe I need to start the guy that can just run around and buy some time and, and make some plays with his feet until we can get a little bit more sure of what we can do and what we are and what we can block. Well, if you're booty, and I'm not making excuses for him because I'd like you to be a team guy, but if you're any of those receivers and your boy steady misses you in practice and Nussmeyer hits you in practice because he's a better thrower, but you recognize that it's an untenable situation because Nussmeyer's going to get his ass kicked because they can't block, you're already in a sour place. Now they make the announcement that the guy that's going to steady miss you with a throw is your starter, and the game starts that way. You're thinking, well, this is this is where we're going to start? This is going to be yeah. my season? This nonsense? Frustration comes quick. It's a working theory, but then also you get hit in the back of the end zone. You don't finish the play. It's a great recovery play by Akeem and Trail to get the ball out because the world thinks that that's a catch, at least on the television screen. It looks yep. like it's absolutely a touchdown catch. And there's, I think it's their second play from it's scrimmage. A great, yeah, it's a great play. That's going to be open. You know, That's what I'm saying as a receiver. Look, I, you know, I'm going to be open. Play. This yeah, is yeah. going to work. So hit me next time. Maybe I don't have to break back on the ball. Maybe you throw it over my shoulder a little bit. But they didn't come back to him. They didn't come back to that concept either, which is just strange. Strange. And if this kid is just this close because of all that has been going on behind the scenes. Right. Doesn't take And much. maybe he's a malcontent on his own. I don't know. Could very well be. As in, you know, I'm going to hit you in the chest and you're not going to catch a touchdown. That actually ended up being an accurate throw, the one that where Akeem might have lit him up in the end zone. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could see these are the things that happen, and it's a perfect storm to where a kid takes stuff off his Instagram and Twitter. Which is also a very modern and dumbass thing. It is. It is ridiculous. It is another thing that a coach has to deal with. What? What are you telling me? Somebody's no longer on Snapchat? I have to talk to him about Snapchat. Really? I mean, put a gun in my mouth. Are you kidding me? I got to talk to this so, Kayshawn, why did you remove your Snapchat? You're pulling me away from my family. Why Why are you no longer on TikTok? What can I do to help you get back dancing on TikTok? I mean, what the? What, that would be ridiculous. It's like when I have to yell at my kids about it. I'm like, really? 
What are you upset about? The Wi-Fi is not working. I'm trying to put. Po- oh, okay. We're upset about not being able to post faster. Yeah, give me your phone. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Well, that is correct, Daniel. You know that already. <laughs> well played on the music to come back to it as well, by the way, for those that got to hear it. Um, but, Daniel, by all means, twitch away. And uh, you guys uh, play video games and have fun. You know I'm messing with you, buddy. Um, <laughs> imagine Jimbo having to ask a player about why he took down a TikTok dance video. Dos! He was trending Dos! Yeah. Uh, I do think it's it's going to be a long year in um, it's going to be a long year in, in Baton Rouge. That's interesting. Well, I, I don't think I don't only for culture reasons. By the end of the game, I saw enough that I said not that they're going to go be the surprise team in the West or whatever, but I saw enough basic stuff that they could do that's going to play week to week. Because the question I have for mm. them is. How many defensive fronts are going to be as talented across the board? That's the, that's the fair thing to say, even in the SEC. Right. They, yes. Alabama, of course they are. Yes. Outside yes. of that in the West, who else? A&M, maybe? Well, yes. I think the answer At is At all yes. four positions, though, that's the, the beauty of this front four is, man, it's just across the board. So I'm looking here. Um, let me let me do the Seymour for LSU while we have a moment after their 24-23 loss. Obviously, they'll beat Southern this weekend. Um, but Mississippi State is kind of a coin tossy feeling sort of game to me for them at home, even though LSU will be favored. New Mexico they'll beat. Uh, at Auburn they should beat. Tennessee, interesting game. Interesting game. Interesting game. Yeah. At Florida they're going to lose to Florida. Uh, they host Ole Miss, but that's late October. We'll see. They're going to lose to Alabama by a lot. By a lot. I mean, that game could be hideous. If 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 Daniels is starting a quarterback against Alabama, no. Uh, Nick has trouble with scramblers. Though. Everybody has trouble with scramblers. Oh, but I mean, to the point I that Gus Malzahn beat him years that he had no business winning the game. Yeah. That's a weird rivalry. LSU Arkansas. That game's at Arkansas in November. Hmm. And then at the end of the year at AM, I see some losses in the future for this program. It's like, the culture that's the threat. It's, that's it's, the yeah. biggest threat. But how many losses do they have to have before they quit on all those games? Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with. <laughs> 